This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast for the Bank Holiday Weekend. Yes, it's Friday, the 29th of July and we're on episode 94. And this podcast is brought to you by Clonmel Credit Union who put the needs of their members and local community at the heart of everything they do providing exceptional personal service to their members. Not a member yet? You can join online at www.clonmailcu.com or in person. Drop in and chat with their new member services team at any time. So how was your week? Hope it went well. Were you one of the many people last Sunday morning who got up and queued for hours trying to get cheap petrol from Apple Green Garages in town? Yeah, they dropped the price of petrol and diesel by 20 cents per litre. I believe the queues were colossal around parts of the town. I think it was to celebrate their birthday. And if you got fuel at that price, congratulations and well done, Apple Green. Best of luck to many restaurants in town and also to Barn Lodge. They've been nominated in various categories at the Irish Restaurant Awards. So good luck to all. Our friends at O'Donnell Crisps out the road at Seskin Farm released a brand new sour cream and onion flavour this week. They're available now and I can't wait to try them. Good luck to Clonmel Commercials who take on Kilnall in Feather tomorrow, Saturday at 7pm. Mass also returns at the Holy Year Cross this coming bank holiday Monday. The first one, by the way, since the pandemic. And well done too to the committee who maintained the upkeep of the cross. Now, we also found out this week that plans are underway to link the Blue Way to the Waterford Greenway after funding was granted. That's good news, isn't it? And best of luck to Bridget Peters and Anne Cullen, who retired from the Clonmel Post Office in town after many, many years. Enjoy your retirement. All right, so what is coming up this week on the Clonmel Podcast? I chat to Paul Davey from Clonmel Rotary Club, where we find out a lot more about the club. Liam Condon tells us about this year's busking festival. Details also coming up on the World Masters Mountain Running Championships. That's right, they're coming to town. Elvis is coming to the Talbot Hotel. Plus bingo and so much more all on the way. The Clonmel Podcast. But first, how are we feeling? Because it's time to step inside the Nador Wellness Hub with Anne-Marie McGrath. The Natur Wellness Hub. Anne-Marie McGrath, welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. Of course, from the Door Wellness Centre, this is the Nador Wellness Hub. What are we speaking about this month? Thanks, Mark. Uh, pain. Oh dear, yeah. Very common. Very common. Everyone gets it. Everybody has experienced pain at some point, either chronic or acute. Yeah. Is there different types of pain? Yeah. So, you know, acute pain is something that you get, you know, after an injury or after you hurt yourself and then it heals and it goes away. Um, but for some people, they have chronic pain, which is pain that might last for longer than, say, three months. And maybe maybe sometimes in that case, there mightn't have been any specific cause for it either. Now, I know you practice Chinese medicine. How would you look at pain from that perspective? Yeah, so in Chinese medicine, uh, pain is as a result of there being what we would call a blockage or an imbalance in our qi, our energy system, or in the blood system in our body. So our qi, our energy, or our blood can become what we call blocked, and that can be by maybe an internal imbalance. So that could be from our lifestyle, our emotions, our thoughts, um, our diet, all these kind of things can create what we would call an imbalance in, in our system. And that can create a blockage of the energy, which is like a backup, a, a clog. So there's pain. 
then there's also external influences like injuries and traumas and also the weather and things like that. The weather is a factor. Yeah, like in Chinese medicine, the weather is a huge factor actually um, in external causes of pain, especially the cold and the damp, something we oh, so regularly. We're yeah. So we're kind of used <laughs> Even to in the yeah. summer. <laughs> yeah. So would we be better off than maybe living in a nice hot, dry country? Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's it. Yeah, now we have a reason to go. Okay, so how would you then work with that person? So when someone comes into me with pain, um, I'd first I'd be determining like whether it's acute pain or whether it's chronic pain. So if it's maybe a sports injury, that would be treated a little bit differently to someone who had a chronic pain. Now, I tend to see more chronic pain than acute pain. I do see acute pain, but more of the chronic pain. So the first thing I'd be interested in is where do they feel their pain? What part of the body the pain is in? Um, and then I would be looking... Uh, from an anatomical perspective, well, you know, the muscles and the nerves and all that in that part of the body. But I'm also interested in, from a Chinese medicine perspective, what energetic organ is affiliated with that part of the body. So, for example, the lower back and the knees would be associated with the energy of the kidneys in Chinese medicine. And I would also be looking at what meridian, so they're like little pathways of energies that run through the body, what meridian is passing through where they feel their pain. And I'd also be looking then at their lifestyle, you know, so what's their stress like? What's their work like? What's their diet like? Just where are they in general? So I'd be kind of looking at the person as a whole. So all this could be contributing to their pain? All of us contributing to the pain. And then the, the, the type of sensation that they feel when they feel the pain. So whether it's dull, is it throbbing? Is it sharp? Does it move? Does it come and go? Is it better with heat? Is it better with cold? You know, that all feeds into a Chinese medicine diagnosis as well. Yeah. Okay, so treatment-wise? So 90% of the time they will get the acupuncture. Um, most people will come looking for the acupuncture. And then I will also add in other therapies as well if I think that they're needed. So tweena massage, herbal medicine if it's extremely chronic. Um, qigong, which is uh, mind-body-based movements. They'll all be getting a little bit of qigong to do. And that's something you have to do at home, isn't it? That's something, when they, you leave. That's something they do at home. Yeah. Like I might do a little bit uh, in the clinic with them before they go. Uh, usually what I would do is I would give them a little video clip that they follow along to at home. Um, there are other hands-on therapies that I would practice as well outside the realms of Chinese medicine that I'd also incorporate into the treatment for them. Yeah. Explain the tweener massage. Yeah. So tweena. Uh, is very misunderstood, actually. Like, it, it is a massage. It's kind of like the Chinese medicine version of physical therapy. Um, and most people, when they're lying on the bed, uh, they experience it as being a massage. You've, you've had the tweena, so you know. I have. It, it can feel like... It's a, amazing. Yeah, it can feel like a massage, but there's actually a lot more to it um, because we're working on... Not only are we working on, you know, physical areas of the body, so maybe like you know, muscles and tendons and ligaments and things like that. But from a Chinese medicine perspective, we're also working on the flow of the chi and of the blood and ah. of the lymph. And then we're also looking at the emotional component in it as well. So the more gentler forms of Twina really work on kind of the mental, emotional. Aspect. That's quite amazing because I know when I'm getting that done, I just think you're working on the back muscles or wherever it is. Yeah. I don't, you, 
until you've explained it to me now, I didn't realise that. Yeah, yeah, it's very misunderstood and there's a lot of different um, techniques. It's a, it's a very strong massage, very deep tissue massage, and there's a lot of different techniques then depending on what we want to work on, whether we want to work on chi, whether we want to work on the blood, what we're trying to achieve for the person. And then there are manipulations and things that can be done as well. So a lot of people would think that Twina is the same as acupressure, but it's not. There is a small portion of acupressure within the, the Twina modality, but it's not it's not acupressure. Yeah. So if someone does happen to pull their back or their knee, should they put hot or cold, heat or cold on the actual um, injury? I, yeah, I would say like in the very acute stage, the very early stage, the cold um, application uh, is good for the inflammation. Um, from a Chinese medicine perspective now, after a few days have passed, we, we, we wouldn't be encouraging cold. So leave the peas in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we prefer heat. And I've had people who actually have come to me with maybe 18 months of severe chronic pain and they're using ice packs every day. And when they come to me and I put them on the bed and I put my hand maybe on their back, their back is freezing to the touch. So that's not good for the circulation, you know. So we'd always encourage heat. And that's why we use acupuncturists. We'll use heat in the clinic, either through the infrared lamps or through moxa, the herb, the burning, to send heat in to help the circulation, to help the flow. Everything wants, We want everything flowing rather than blocked. And warmth helps things to flow. Ah, okay. And I think what people have to understand, it's not like a miracle cure straight away, is it? You do have to, you may have to go for a few sessions. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, the longer that you've had something, mm. you know, the more... The harder. Yeah, the mm. more that, you, that, that you're looking at. Now, everyone is different, having said that. And some people after one or two treatments will feel so good that they can go away and come back again maybe in a month's time for a bit of a top-up or mm. something. And mm. then other people, yeah, they will need maybe four or six treatments before we can kind of let them go and bring them back again in a month or so and see how they're doing. Yeah. So when somebody has been into you for a treatment, is there anything they can do at home afterwards? Well, I'll give them homework to do anyway. As oh, regards dear, the, the, yeah, being at school, yeah, they get homework. Yeah, <laughs> and the better they are at doing their homework, it's like you know, everything. And the better they are at doing your homework, uh, the the quicker everything will start to move. You know, they'll get the qigong exercises, like I said, and you know, uh, I would also be encouraging them to use the heat. So maybe like a hot water bottle, or sometimes I will give people a heat plaster that they can put on, which uh, has a moxa herb in it. So it's warming and the herb is in it as well. And maybe to cut down on some of the, an- the inflammatory foods. So to eat anti-inflammatory basically. So cut out maybe caffeine, um, sugars and spicy foods, things like that. Things that wouldn't be helping the, the inflammation in the body. So cut down on the spicy curries and the uh, yeah, spicy 10 curries. coffees a yeah, day. Yeah, well, they're, you know, they're not too good for us anyway in excess. <laughs> All right, so if people do want to get in contact with you at the Dull Wellness Centre, how can they do so? Uh, the best way is probably to ring. Uh, the number is 052-610-4968. That mark has to hold up for me every time I come on the podcast. Little secrets of the podcast coming out. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Can you read my writing okay? It's pretty it's bad, It's just isn't it? about, like, yeah, just about, yeah. <laughs> also, on the website? Yeah, or um, on the website, nadorawellness.ie, or on, on social media. All right, Anne-Marie McGrath, thank you, from the Door Wellness Centre. The Nador Wellness Hub. Thank you, Anne-Marie, and more from the Nador Wellness Hub next month. 
Now, the Clonmel Basking Festival comes to town next weekend and I caught up with Liam Condon to find out more. I've come to Hearns Hotel and I'm joined by Liam Condon from the Clonmel Busking Festival. Liam, it's hard to believe it's a year on and we're back again. Yes, indeed. Like, where did that year go? <laughs> it flew, didn't it? It seems like only yesterday we were talking about last year's busking festival. What's in store this year? Well, uh, we've, um, we have a good lineup, I think, um, considering like we um, we're kind of down in funding this year, so that put a bit of a cap on what we can do. Um, unfortunately, like the family fund day is not going ahead uh, uh, because it's just too expensive to put on. Um, but all the stuff in town is going on. Um, all the venues in town are going with us uh, and I'd like to thank the venues for getting involved again this year. Um, and it's going to be a good weekend of music. I think um, the quality of music is going to be good. Um, we won't have as many big acts this year because of, uh, lack, of lack of funding, unfortunately. But uh, we have a few, uh, you know, kind of like like some Rob Strong will be along, Gina and the Champions, uh, the Papazitas, you know. So we'll, uh, there will be some good names, but um, uh, a lot of the other acts will be kind of local acts and stuff, but they're all well-known acts, top-quality acts, you know. And the quality of music as always spectacular it is we keep the quality up every year i think um we do our best to do that um the best of the local bands and as good as we could uh with international acts uh, this year um but i think we've done well it's it's a good lineup and um we're just looking forward to the weekend now and obviously loads of basking on the streets loads of music on the streets Yes, uh, more so than ever. We're concentrating on the streets this year. Uh, we want to get it back outside because it's it's a busking festival. So, yeah. uh, so, so we want to get it back outside. There'll be a lot of busking this year, and there'll be a lot going on at the main guard, uh, which is a focal point of um, the busking, I suppose. Um, the main guard is chock block this year. We've uh, we've a lot going on there. So yeah, we're concentrating on outdoors a lot this year. Okay, it's on from the 5th to the 7th, all free of course? All free as always, yes, uh, and um, instead of the family fun day, we're going to have a big evening in Haddon's Hotel, uh, we're calling it a Jazz and Moortown Sunday, <laughs> um, and we have a great band from Waterford called uh, like Desha Press, uh, they're a Dixieland jazz band, brilliant band, and then a band that are well known, I'd say to everybody, the Papazitas. Oh, yeah. um, so they're coming along. So it's uh, kind of two good bands from three o'clock to seven o'clock on the Sunday evening. Uh, and, and that's two kind of, you know, we placed um, Family Fun Day really. Like we wanted, we wanted to make something special seeing that we couldn't do the Fun Day. So, so it's our first uh, full festival back uh, since the lockdown. So it's back fully this year. It's on from the 5th to the 7th of August. More information on the website, clonmelbuskingfestival.com and of course on your social media pages too. Yes, on our in, in Facebook, Instagram, them sort of thing. Yeah, so they're all the usual media. Um, so yeah, so people can check that out. Uh, we'll have a full list of all the gigs around town up there as well. Uh, we'll have some flyers and posters around as well if people want to check it out. So yeah, so it's, it's happy happy to be back with a full festival again right. Liam Condon from the Clonmel Basking Festival thank you I'll talk to you again next year no doubt uh, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully hopefully and uh, we'll, we'll probably be saying again like we had that year ago but, uh, <laughs> thank you Liam okay thank you very much Matt. thank you
Now, speaking of entertainment, here's what's on at Hotel Manila over the coming weeks. Well, this bank holiday Monday, Spirit of Smokey are there. On Sunday, the 14th of August, Jimmy Buckley. Sunday, 21st of August, it's Louise Morrissey. Tickets are 30 euros, which includes disco and hog roast after the concert and are available from the hotel reception on this number, 052-6122388. The 21st World Masters Mountain Running Championships are coming to Clonmel on the 2nd to the 4th of September. This is not only the first time it's being held in Clonmel, but Ireland. The race is open for people aged between 35 and 79. The fee is €55 for the championship race on the Saturday and €30 for the open race on the Sunday. Get more details on the website www.wmmrch2022.ie and we'll have more on this in a few weeks' time. An introduction to mountain biking for women as part of Her Outdoor Week will take place in Carey's Castle on Saturday the 13th of August from 11am to 1pm. No experience is necessary and bikes will also be provided. Prices are mere €10 plus booking fee. Get more on www.tipperarysports.ie and also find out what other events are taking place as part of Her Outdoor Week. Music on the Mountain in Kilcash present the fabulous Jukebox Gypsy on Saturday, 6th of August at the Kilcash Community Hall. Tickets are €25, two for 45 More details on Music on the Mountain social media pages. Clomel Commercials are having their annual Golf Classic fundraiser at the Clomel Golf Club on Friday, the 19th of August. Team of four is €120. Get more information on their Facebook page. The Wolf Tones are coming to Clonacody House on Saturday, the 20th of August, live at the Big Top Marquee. Tickets are €25 Euros from www.tickets.ie. Gates open at 7pm. There'll be a full bar and food. Mike Denver is coming to the Talbot Hotel on Thursday, the 11th of August. Tickets are €35 Euros from hotel reception. Doors open at 7.30pm with Mike on stage at 8 o'clock. Also, Kevin Doyle is bringing Elvis to the Talbot Hotel. And that's not all. He's bringing an 11-piece orchestra with him too. This is set to be an awesome night, as the Americans would say. Tickets are €25, or you can include a two-course dinner with the concert for €55, or why not go the whole hog and include overnight stay for €119 per person sharing. Oh, yeah, the date, by the way, is Friday, September the 30th. Get your tickets from Hotel Reception or call 05261-88700. And by the way, has anyone else spotted Elvis in Clonmel? I always see him at the Showground Shopping Centre, just outside Costa Coffee. Hello, Elvis. Yeah, you know the guy I'm talking about, don't you? Of course you do. Clonmel, TNR, Trap New to Return, are having a cat food drive as they're running extremely low on food at the moment. It's happening on Sunday, August 7th, between 6.15 and 7.15. They're looking for donations of wet cat food or fish tin food. Alternatively, you can also drop in cat food to Southview Vets in Irish Town or call Mary on this number 089-275-9284. Now, being the bank holiday weekend, here are the trading hours for the Showground Shopping Centre. The centre's open Saturday from 9am to 6pm, Sunday 11am to 6pm and bank holiday Monday 11am to 6pm. The Knock Me Down Adventure Race takes place on Saturday, 27th of August. Cycle, run, kayak, two great events, 35k 
or 50k. Get more on knockmedown.ie. And remember, Knock Meal Down Active are holding a photo competition with 500 euro worth of prizes to be won, which is nice. It's titled, These Are My Mountains. All you have to do is send them your pictures celebrating the places, the people and activities of the Knock Meal Down Mountains. And to enter, go to www.knockmealdownactive.com and be quick because closing date is August 7th at 9pm. Bingo! We love a bit of bingo here on the podcast. It's bingo night every Monday at Hillview Sports Club with a jackpot prize of €1,000. Prize money stands at two grand. You get tea and coffee at half time and maybe a biscuit if Seamus has the bickies out. And being a bank holiday Monday, there's a hamper to give away as well. Enjoy your bingo. And staying at Hillview Sports Club, a quiz night for family carers will take place on September 24th. The Clonmel Remembrance Walk takes place on September the 10th at 7pm from the Convent Bridge. Before that, there'll be a wreath-laying ceremony at Dennisburg Park and Mass at St Peter and Paul's at 3pm. Clonmel AC present the Boston Scientific Half Marathon on August 28th here in town. Entry fee is €45 plus booking fee. It starts at 10am. Good news is it's a flat route this year. Thank goodness for that. And you can enter on itsyourrace.com. A yoga walk from Yoga Walks Island is coming to Carey's Castle on Friday, the 19th of August from 7.30pm to 9.30pm. You don't have to know any yoga to take part in this. I'm going and I don't know any yoga whatsoever, so hopefully see you there. Now, this will include a guided loop walk, meditation, light yoga stretches, a healing intuitive circle connecting to our ancestors, moonlight picnic as well afterwards, and you can book through Eventbrite or call Caroline on this number. 87 122 And as I was saying, I will see you there. The Clummel Podcast Job Spot. Now, jobs this week, what have we got? Ballydoyle Racing, just out the road in Rose Green, are looking for exercise riders. This will include riding out in the morning and helping with general yard duties in the afternoon. You can email your CV to Aidan O'Brien at ballydoyleracing.com or call this number 062 62615. Ace Security, where I worked many, many years ago in town, are looking for a patrol driver. More on ie.nd.com. TK Maxx at the Showground Shopping Centre are looking for a team leader. Once again, go to ie.nd.com. Administration and Customs Coordinator is wanted at Glenpatrick Spring. Once again, ie.nd.com. Likewise for this, assembly operators wanted at Abbott, ie.nd.com. And finally, Quigley's Cafe in town are looking for a supervisor. Drop your CV into the shop. If you'd like to advertise a job on the Clonmel Podcast, just email the Clonmel Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, time for this week's interview, and I met up with Paul Davey from the Clonmel Rotary Club. The Clonmel Podcast. I'm now joined by Paul Davey, President of the Clonmel Rotary Club. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Thank you very much, Mark. For people who don't know, what does the Rotary Club actually do? The Rotary Club is not a charity. It's an organisation of people who come together who really see uh, or are aiming to uh, make tomorrow better than today. And that's by volunteering their services and their skills over a period of time to enable us to help with both local organisations, local charities, uh, local educational facilities, culture facilities, environmental um, efforts, as well as being part of a wider organisation of roughly spread across 200 countries of 50 odd thousand clubs 
um, to try to solve some of the larger problems that are in the world, such as the eradication of polio, uh, which uh, the Rotary Club in the world has been actively engaged in over the last 20 odd years. And how long has the Rotary Club been established here in Clonmel? Uh, Clonmel Rotary Club was established back in 1968. Um, actually, we have uh, one of our founder members, uh, Con Moroni, who is a local businessman. Um, he was a founder member and is still a member to this very day. So he has 54 years of Rotary involvement in his DNA at this stage. Um, the club evolved over the years and um, from being a sort of uh, local businessmen and community leaders to uh, people who had time and, and uh, had time and skill sets that they wanted to add back to the community. Uh, I think the motto of the club is service above self, um, which means that you, we are trying to enable um, our community at a local level to be better and have a brighter future for, uh, ahead of us. And would there be many members in the Clonmel Rotary Club? The membership varies um, um, and roughly at the moment is in the 30s, mid 30s. Um, it's open, the Rotary Club is open to, is it, by the way, it's a non-religious, non-political, um, non-gender specific organization. Um, and it's open to male and female members to, it's really, it's open to anybody who's willing to contribute and has a, has a who wants to help Clonmel be a better place. Is there a fee to join the club? No, there is no, no actual fee for joining. Mm. However, we, we contribute roughly, the, the uh, we have a, um, an annual sub of 150 euros, three euros a week, to which we um, use to basically run the club as such, for instance, for, to help um, and also to contribute to the overall goals of the, of the um, Rotary International uh, Foundation, which is a charity um, for the eradication as I said, of, of Wells for Africa or, or the polio campaign. Um, some of the members do um, obviously pay more because they like the social aspect to it and uh, we have a lunch there's a lunch available every Monday bar in August uh, so those those members do pay actually to accommodate and cover the cost of those those lunches. I mean there's so much great work done especially locally by the Clonmel Rotary Club uh, more recently the Ukrainian Relief Centre yes um, uh, the that the Previous president Michael O'Malley uh, was contacted by Tip, uh, Tipperary County Council and asked, "Will we manage the a, a relief centre in the Clonmel Football Club?" Um, uh, that was on on the Cashel Road. That uh, we engaged in there for roughly about twelve weeks, 11-12 weeks, uh, where we administered the distribution of. The more breakfast, lunch, and dinner to to the to the various five or six batches of uh, refugees that arrived. Roughly, there's about fifty refugees per per intake, and we together then we um, sought assistance from the wider public, and we were very very lucky to be supported by an awful lot of uh, willing volunteers who who came to our assistance. And to give you some rough idea, um, from just say the beginning of July to the 17th of July, there was a, roughly about 153 
lunchtime and breakfast slots to be covered. And we provided close on, I think it was 2,500 meals to the people. Um, the Ukrainians themselves were very, very supportive, uh, or very appreciative, should I say, of the support we provided, provided for them in what was challenging circumstances for them being away from home, uh, in a foreign country, and in a facility that wasn't specifically designed for them or designed for accommodation. So um, it was a significant challenge for Rotary to organise that, but it was successful, very, very successful indeed. And as you were saying, a big team of people involved in this. Absolutely. Um, and I, th I think without the assistance and support of the wider community, and uh, what I would, would say is that there is an awful lot of goodwill out there. Um, and there is an awful lot of people willing to volunteer uh, and have that commitment to, of seeing sort of a brighter future ahead by volunteering, whether it's for uh, events like the Rotary Club or, or the local GAA team or the football clubs, Vincent de Paul, all of these people have the same willingness um, that we have in trying to support the community and specific interests in the community. I always think of Christmas time and you being involved with the Remembrance Tree on O'Connor Street as well. Yeah, that that is one of the activities that we that we have. The club has both local interests and one of them there was is to raise funds for good organisations or, or organisations within the community, such as the hospice movement. So the Remembrance Tree is our is our annual event where we uh, get out onto the street. Uh, we put up Christmas trees. People contribute in knowing uh, that there will be a religious service for in memory of the um, deceased relatives. Uh, and the funds that are raised, every single cent of it goes to the local hospice movement here in Clonmel. Um, so it is one of our standing events that we do, um, together with such events like uh, collecting bikes for Africa, for, for Gambia. Um, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, me, yeah that, um, like dis bikes that are no longer required or, or the children have grown out of them. We collect those bikes, they're repaired up in Dublin, and then they're shipped off to, to Gambia. We, I think we do, that, we do two other uh, on-street collections every year. Uh, one is usually for African hunger, uh, where the money's uh, raised there. Uh, head out to we, we used to send them to Zambia and but more recently they've gone to Uganda uh, and we get a feedback and accountability of for every cent that we send out there there's no deduction for admin costs or anything like that the money just goes straight out there goes straight to the, to the local front and uh, they provide say books or school uniforms for children um, again there's a, the uh, the last last uh, collection last year was for the Carers Association, again another local organisation here in town, and we provided the funds for them. Um, so again, it's it's the club is based focuses on local activities as well as the larger larger worldwide campaigns. Uh, the Sensory Garden up in uh, Mulcahy, Mulcahy mm. Park. Uh, again, we contributed in, in order to provide facilities in there. And uh, we uh, did a, another exercise there to, in support and seesaw the the, uh, the foundation there for the prevention of uh, untimely suicides. 
How did you cope with COVID, as in Clonmore Rotary? That was a, a really significant challenge for for the club because mm. obviously um, we had to abide by all the restrictions and requirements of the COVID regulations, um, whereby we had to we moved from face to face meetings at the to Zoom calls. The dreaded Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. It, it was it was it was a challenge because uh, again as I think I mentioned before there is a social aspect to it of face to face which obviously was suspended for that for that period of time um, which seemed like to go on forever uh, but it was a necessary precaution because again uh, some of the member membership people uh, would have say. Um, uh, uh, no, we would just be careful that we, anyone who who might have had a be dis, a disposition for illness or anything like that, that they were protected. Unfortunately, none of our members did actually um, contact or were impacted by the by the illness. Uh, but now we're back back to face to face meetings again. Uh, we have a monthly meeting to plan our campaigns or what we're going to do, and um, all the members are uh, can come along and they can put their put their views on how we are because we are basically a one person one uh, vote organization um and it's it's a it's, uh, it's but it's definitely um a relief to be back out there able to meet people again yeah it's quite strange at first isn't it God. <laughs> it really is I, 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 uh, as each year goes by, each, yeah. each we, we elect a, we have a, a president that uh, that is in charge for the for the for the year, and I just actually felt sorry for for the two presidents that were severely impacted by uh, this, where we had, as you said, Zoom only. Who were and, they now? Uh, Leslie Connolly was, mm. uh, well, and Terry Stafford. Terry, yeah, Terry. Panda Carpets. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, uh, Michael O'Malley, the uh, the previous president who just stepped uh, just re- finished his year there at the end of June, he was he he led a very very successful year in the reintroduction of back to face 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 to face meetings and the lunches on a, on a graduated basis as the restrictions declined. So we were able to um, we completed a risk assessment of how we should have an, in reengage, um, and that was successful as well. So. Uh, fair juice to Michael. How long have you been involved in the Clonmel Rotary Club? I've had actually two spells in Clonmel Rotary Club. Mm. Um, uh, the first spell was for three years, and um, unfortunately, at that stage, then the pressure for work uh, got to me. Uh, I was um, uh, so I had to step back uh, for for a period of time for a couple of years, and I've been back in there again for the last four years. Four years. Yeah. So three and four together. So roughly seven years in total. And regarding yourself, um, when did you arrive in, in Um I, I still regard myself as a blow-in. Um, <laughs> um, 26, 26 years ago, I, I was, uh, my, my background is in banking and I was, uh, uh, I was transferred to Clonmel to take up a regional manager's position in the first active uh, building society or first active bank at that time. That's right, I remember the old yeah. uh, first active. Um, now, uh, I originally uh, had been living in Ashburn prior to that, mm. and in Dublin, I spent. I had a spell in London. I think probably your distance will detect a slight accent. Yeah, terrible, uh, terrible. I, know, uh, <laughs> uh, 
I spent uh, uh, 15, year, 15 years in London from 7 to 22. Uh, that's, uh, sorry, that's 17 years. To, uh, yeah, 7, 7 to 22, yeah. Mm. Um, uh, and then returned back to Ireland and set up in living at home ever since, originally from the west of Ireland, Mayo. And were you involved in the Clonmore Credit Union, I believe? Yes. Uh, um, after touring the country with the bank, I decided mm. that, um, and so did my wife, that it was time for me to, to, to uh, be more permanently based uh, here in, um, uh, and I applied for the then manager's job in Clonmore Credit Union, and I was manager or CEO, whichever the title fits, um, for just under just over nine years. Um, very interesting organisation. Again, well supported by the management team of the credit union. Um, obviously, the, the the staff, but the board and all of that are all volunteers, um, non-paid uh, people from the local community, committing their self, uh, their time and their efforts in order to deliver a service to the community which is outstanding so um, again it's the same strain of volunteerism that runs right through this community and people will choose what type of organizations uh, they wish to be involved in it could be particularly that they're strong in sport it could be charitable or as in the rosary it could be both Educate, interested in the development of education, the environment, charitable, charitable support and charitable organisations, or the wider goal of worldwide uh, events. And was the credit union in a, located where it is now when you joined? Yes, it um, was. Yeah, yeah. Initially, when I start, when I when I uh, when in, uh, went uh, joined um, uh, in two thousand and ten. Uh, there was only one office, though. That, that was the main one on Parnell mm. Street. And um, during my tenure, we acquired both the feathered office and the Monahone office. So there was there was uh, a group of three offices there within the within the credit union sector. There's an amalgamate a process of amalgamations and consolidations because the large the individual units need larger numbers of employees or sorry customers or members in order to have sustainable services going forward. Um, the, it was a challenging period of time initially because um, there was a recession uh, in 2009 to mm. 2014. So that they were a challenging period of time, but um, the staff and the volunteers working together delivered an outstanding service to the, to the, to the people here in Clonmel and continue to do so. Um, the recently renovated building had only just uh, the planning part, part of that was just commencing when I was when I was my tenure come to an end, and um, uh, it's great to see that it's now actually firmly up and running again. I think the 60th anniversary of the credit union is next year, uh, oh, wow. so so there are another another organisation that has been founded by volunteers that is up and running still. I like what they've done inside the actual building where they've kind of paid homage to the actual premises which was the old Ritz cinema. Yes, uh, um, I think initially the manager's office was somewhere up in the in the loft. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, um, I, I, it, it was, it's grand to see that, that, that they have actually 
utilize that the building to its maximum that it, this is actually in the in the 40 years that they've been there this is the second um, enhancement to that to that building uh, the original uh, cinema they added a portion at the back of that um, pr probably around the 2000 uh, year 2000 and then they have um, completely renovated the upper floors Basically, there was more, most more space needed mm. in order to to facilitate the newer services that the the credit union is, is actually offering to the to, to the to its members. So, what does Paul Davy do to relax? Um, um, I have uh, or, or wind down. <laughs> well, um, in the corner there, there is a. <laughs> A guitar. I noticed that. I didn't want to say nothing. You've got a band in the garage. No, no. Um, <laughs> which I, uh, no. I, I do enjoy, enjoy, enjoy um, gardening. Um, uh, the guitar there is um, there something that's challenged me with. Has I, it been used much, Paul? No. As you can see from the tips of my fingers, <laughs> they are soft. Um, so, uh, no gardening would be probably a main a main interest. Um, I have. Uh, Five grandchildren, all under the or well, five uh, aged five and under. Um, keep you busy. Yes, they do. Um, uh, they are very active, and um, it, it's it's great to see another generation coming through, uh, and uh, to see how they develop as they go by, as they get as, as they get older. Um, obviously, rosary takes up part of, course, of the time, yes. and I still have a small involvement in, in, with the credit union on the oversight committee uh, team. Uh, committee that that's uh, there um, do like to travel that has been uh, limited because of COVID mm -hmm. um, so some of the plans that we that I made when we retired haven't been fulfilled yet um, so and we had uh, uh, a wedding in the family in the, in the current year so those those things definitely keep me busy um, I believe darts uh, yes yes uh, uh, there is a thing now is that correct yeah for one reason or another, my my uh, Father's Day present was a dartboard. Uh, Do you ever show any interest in darts? No. <laughs> but I think I think I think my children are trying to tell me that I need to push the envelope and, and do a little bit more. Uh, and how's it going anyway? Uh, well, let's just say I haven't seen the bullseye yet. <laughs> and, and if I was if I was working, I'd stick to the day job, single with my guitar experience. But um, yeah, that's uh, where. Uh, but um, just actually going back to mm. uh, to talk about Rosary for a second, um, the club itself um, is looking to develop, like, and and to expand its reach and membership, and to provide a, a wider uh, contribution. And in order to do that, we need the uh, people uh, and volunteers to, to consider coming and joining Rosary. Um, uh, it will help us and it'll help them in the sense of that we will provide whatever um, leadership and training that is required to get people to manage the different projects that, are, that, are, that, are, that are, we wish to undertake. Their input on what projects we do we're always open to new ideas of what we can do and what can we can help do. Um, the, over the years, there's, there is more of an emphasis coming across onto, say, environmental projects 
and projects such as the educational projects that we run with schools such as the Young Writers Competitions and the Leadership Competitions. Um, and those are to see to the future of the new next generation that's coming down the line to get them involved and to promote wider increase in educational uh, development and skills at leadership because obviously within leadership come can come from anywhere mm. uh, it's I, I think it's um, it's a not in, a, in an, it's not an inherited thing it's a developed skill um, and certainly we would like uh, people who want to come along and see get involved um, and then make a commitment to work to work with us to help make tomorrow better. do you have any open days at all or yeah yes uh, like you know, for instance as a, the social end of it mm. you know, we as i said we meet uh, on a on a monday uh, in clune at one o'clock uh, anyone who wants to uh, come along uh, more than welcome to come along meet the people who are involved there um, and as, as I said, it's non-political, non-gender specific. You know, the age the the only age the age requirement is eighteen and above. But that's that's the that's the only thing. For people who are under eighteen, there there may be another avenue that they can operate through a school or whatever. Okay, and what about uh, social media pages, websites? Yes, the Clumber um, Rotary Club does have a Facebook page. Um, we're going to look at some of the other social, newer social media elements of it. And the people who have skill sets in that area will be more than welcome to come along and help us develop those. All right, Paul Davy, thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you again, Mark. The Clonmel Podcast. Thank you, Paul. So there we have it. That is the Clonmel Podcast for this Friday, the 29th of July, episode 94. By the way, the podcast is two years old next week. More on that on next week's podcast. In the meantime, if you'd like to get in contact, it could be about anything at all. It could be maybe something you want to promote. It could be a birthday request. It could be you saying, can I come on the podcast for a chat? Here's what you do. Email theclonmailpodcast at gmail.com. Contact me through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or through the website, www.theclonmailpodcast.com. Or why not send me a message through WhatsApp, 089-202-3294. Enjoy your bank holiday weekend, and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by Clonmel Credit Union, who put the needs of their members and local community at the heart of everything they do, providing exceptional personal service to their members. Not a member yet? You can join online at www.clonmelcu.com or in person. Drop in and chat with their member services team anytime. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West Ten Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast. Your podcast.